Hafiday, welcome to a new episode of What We're Watching. I'm your host, Ken Sinekles. I'm joined by my colleague here, Jason Salas. Jason, how has your week been so far? Oh, man. Hey, Ken. And hello, everybody. I'm super busy. There's a lot going on on Guam, obviously, that we're staying on, t- on top of. But uh, always try and make time, uh, hopefully, like every night or when I can sneak in a couple couple hours uh, in the afternoon to try and watch a good movie. And then there have been several. So, you know, Jason, uh, I, I have to start working from home now. And uh, I have been watching a ton of movies, like just too many movies. OK, I, I have like a Shutter subscription. I got, uh, you know, Hulu, Netflix, Tubi, HBO Max. I have like way too many streaming services. Wait, did, did you recommend me to Shutter? Because I just got an email from Shutter today and it, it goes, congratulations, you've been approved for Shutter. And I was like, I didn't even apply. Was that you? Did you, is there a referral program? So I have used your email address for the trial, but. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So. And, and we're know. revealing this to you on the podcast, by the way, everybody. So <laughs> it's new, news to you as well, as well to me. Nah, nah, no problem. But anyway, so Shutter is <laughs> actually pretty cool. It's got a ton of movies. It's pretty interesting. Shutter um, is cool. I, I tried it when I tried it out on the. Uh, I had the Amazon uh, video plugin, and I, tr- I tried Shutter for about what fifteen days and everything. And I was I was very uh, I was very impressed with their library of scary movies. You know the one thing that okay, we're going to go on a small tangent before we get into the meat and potatoes of what this oh, uh, yes episode about. But Shutter, the one thing that disappoints me of, about the platform is that. Yeah, okay, so they have the original Halloween. They have uh, Hellraiser. Uh, they have, like, a ton of classics. But they don't have the entire series of any of those. They only have, like, just the original. They don't have the sequels, none of the Part 7s. They don't have uh, Friday the 13th, any of it. They don't have any uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, it's kind of, that part is kind of disappointing. Really? Um, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, I guess I guess that kind of makes sense because who who owns Shutter? Are they are they their own entity or are they a uh, subsidiary of one of the big studios? Because I know, like, when you talk about like Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween specifically, those those series have changed hands, and they've you know as the sequels have gone on, they've actually changed between studios like a couple of times. And I know as far as Friday the Thirteenth goes, it started as a Universal uh property and then it moved over to new line and that's why they, they couldn't do freddy versus jason for the longest time because you know they were two completely different like uh production houses that just wouldn't work together but um they don't have any of friday the 13th no 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 well i gotta do more searching this is only day one of the uh trial jason so we'll, we'll, I'll, <laughs> well I'll since, you, since you use my email address do i get to log into it too <laughs> yeah of course dude oh, okay oh so, thank you how generous of you yeah. <laughs> but um so yeah on that note it is september 1st so with uh every month uh that is a new release of a bunch of different things on these different streaming platforms uh jason and i are going to talk just very slightly about a couple of the ones that have caught our eye caught our eye um jason anything you're looking forward to in particular this month um in september i know you were mentioning hellraiser and although um there's a there's a Hellraiser reboot. Well, not even reboot. It's just a um, a a remake, I guess, because you know there's so many words these reboot, reimagining, remake, like Redux, whatever, like that. But it's a remake of the original Clive Barker movie from 1987, and it's coming straight to Hulu. It was supposed to be a theatrical release. Um, it's been rumored to like every month they say it's coming out next month, coming out next month. I think this far into the year they're probably going to save it 
closer to actual um, like October 31st, because obviously Halloween and everything like that. But I'm looking to see uh, where they go with that. Um, I'm still wondering what's going to happen with um, the new James Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die um, and Top Gun Maverick. I mean, those are the two now that, you know, Black Widow has obviously had its theatrical run and it's been on Disney Plus for a couple months now. Those are the two premium movies um, that got really hit by the pandemic that everybody's waiting for, including me. So I'm hoping they come out sometime soon. So with Top Gun, it's going to be a theater release for sure. Right. I or guess if they're, if they're willing to wait this long, I mean, they're, they're, they'll probably be like, well, what's another couple of months? Man? Uh, you know, you alluded to how some of the horror movies will probably be saved for October when Halloween rolls around. Uh, and you can see that when you look at a lot of the uh, offerings for September for these, uh, they're more like family oriented for the most part. One that I think is pretty interesting is on Amazon Prime. Uh, you'll be able to see Cinderella, which uh, features Camilla Cabello. So, it, nice and it is a musical. I'm, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Even uh, Idina Menzel, Minnie Driver. I think James Corden is in there. Oh, that's uh, right. So Minnie Driver's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be good. That'd be very, very interesting. As well as now, tell me what you think about this, Jason. On Disney Plus, they will be releasing. Doogie Kameo Kamealoha? Doogie Kamealoha MD. A reboot of Doogie Hauser. Okay, obviously not Neil Patrick Harris. Um, <laughs> no, um, definitely not Neil Patrick Harris. It'll be a Peyton Elizabeth Lee. And this one will take place in Hawaii, obviously. I, I'm intrigued. I mean, this is this is news to me, but I must say I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I mean, I was a big Doogie Howser fan, Doogie Howser MD, when, when that was coming out like on ABC. I was in the seventh grade. So technically, Doogie Howser and I were the same age, at least, you know, what Neil Patrick Harris played in the TV show. So I, I went through high school as he did. Um, obviously not the same high school experience. I couldn't even tie my shoes. And he was like a board certified physician. Um, I'd, I hope it, it actually introduces like a new generation to that story, because I, I always thought the story was really, really cool. Yeah, you know, it, it is a pretty cool, cool story. So we'll see how the Disney Plus spin on it does. But there are also, Jason, a ton of classics which will be released on various platforms. Fish Called Wanda, that was a great one. That, that one will be out. Election, the one with Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And Matthew, and Matthew Broderick. Yeah, go see yeah, Fish Called Wanda, right but it, it won the Academy Award for Best Comedy. John Cleese. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis and everything like that. Super, super funny. Yeah, they're definitely very good. Chase, as September comes in, there are a couple of movies that are already out. Uh, there's a documentary that I saw over the weekend. I thought it was brilliant. I know you saw it too. Uh, it was the Bob Ross story, Happy Little Accidents, Greed and something. What oh, we man. We, okay, we, we both messaged each other and like our, our, our three-person group chat, right? It's you, you, me, and Asha, who you guys remember from, you know, our previous podcast covering movies, Real Talk, right? Shout out to Asha. Um, and I messaged you guys first. It was like 5.30 in the morning. And I was like, I was like, OMG, the Bob Ross documentary. And I just put the mind-blown emoji. And then you watch it and you're like, man, it is legit. I mean, there, there are moments in it where, you know, it makes you feel really good to be, to be a person 
and to have been inspired by Bob, Bob Ross. Again, I, I grew up on Bob Ross. I was maybe in the sixth grade when his show was like on TV and every single day over the court, over the span of like 22 minutes, he would create this amazing work of art in real time. It wasn't like, you know, like the Julia Child cooking programs where she's like, okay, now, you know, here's a turkey and let's stick it in the oven. And then here's a pre-made one that comes out of the oven. You were actually painting along with Bob Ross in real time, but to see how he got screwed over by his business partners. I mean, I mean, it's shocking. It's heartbreaking. I think most people and his son is actually like kind of like the, the, the one who weaves the story in the throughout the documentary. And he said, you know, I've worked a really long time to actually tell the side of it. It's pro I mean, if you read the Wikipedia article on Bob Ross, you know that he's been in or, you know, his estate because he passed away a long time ago. His estate has been embroiled in this big intellectual property um, argument. I never knew it was to that extent, but I mean, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, wow. I mean, it really leaves an impact on you. And and you yeah, actually kind I, of discovered, Ken, like Bob Ross, when he had like, you know, his, his you know, don't want to, you know, uh, no disrespect by saying, you know, his second life, but, you know, he, I mean, he, he became kind of like a cult, a, a pop culture icon on the internet, kind of like the same way that, um, uh, uh, what's, um, Chuck Norris did. Oh, I, but I've always been a big fan of Bob Ross. When I was growing up, my grandma, uh, she, she, she would paint and she used to watch Bob Ross all the time. So I, you know, I, I'm very familiar with, you know, his work and his offerings, but, you know, as a young kid, I've never really uh, paid attention to anything he said, right? Like I'm just watching the guy paint and, uh, you know, seeing his footage now, I have a much greater appreciation of, uh, you know, the, the type of advice and, and intellect and, and perspective that he provided. And I, I really think the document or the documentary did a very good job of not only illustrating this ridiculous, like, story of greed and just like shady business practices that his that uh, were inflicted on his family but also did a good job of showing just how uh, impactful and insightful Bob Ross was. Like, I think one of the, the things that I really liked the most about the documentary was when he had met, when Bob Ross had met the uh, person who was colorblind and the guy said he couldn't paint because he's colorblind. So the next episode, and this is not really a spoiler guys, cause you know, obviously this happened, but, uh, in the next episode of his show, he did a painting completely in grayscale. And just hearing him talk about how, um, you know, how much power he had in, in painting uh, this, this uh, landscape without any color, just purely in uh, blacks and whites. Uh, and then just talking about how you know, even if you don't feel like you're capable of everything, you are strong enough to, you know, move mountains or, or you know, create you know, this beautiful piece of art. I thought that was super moving, super inspiring. And that was just like one of hundreds of thousands of little tidbits that Bob Ross, you know, dropped over the course of what is it, 28, 29 seasons of his of his series yeah and, so, and he uh, actually he actually showed his humanity too because you know he you know when his wife you know very tragically um uh died of cancer and i i, I actually never knew that what would they say like um three weeks after his wife passed away from cancer then he got a diagnosis that he had um 
he had cancer as well, but you know, he kind of like, I never realized that he was that, that honest. And he, and he goes, Oh, you know, like, and you know, that, that, that signature voice. And that's the other thing though. His, his son's voice is so like his, did you pick up on that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, man, he sounds just like his dad, but he, but he goes, he goes, you know, everybody, you know, they say it's darkest before the light and, you know, painting will make you feel better. And, you know, the, you, you really, you really appreciate the good times. Cause they let you know that the bad times aren't, aren't here anymore. And man, I'm looking forward to some good times because I'm really, really grieving right now. And I was like, wow, you know, I mean, the, the man is bearing his soul on his, on his show. And, you know, he was never, you know, um, he was never with a network. It was always, you know, like, um, like his show was always very, very low budget, even though it had like national syndication. Um, so the production quality was never like outstanding. It was just a dude in front of his easel, you know, you know, painting and everything. But I was like, man, it was, I mean, it, and yeah, I agree. It it shows you, you know, the the purity and the quality of his character and, you know, just just who he was as a person. I mean, you know, he's the man certainly, you know, had his flaws um, and, and the documentary very smartly, you know, like shows those and everything like that. But yeah, like it um, business wise and everything like that. I mean, gosh, he, he got he got hosed. Yeah, I, I'm, but you know, it and was you know, so Melissa crazy. McCarthy was actually the uh, the one of the the co executive producers on on that documentary. Oh no way! Yeah, the 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 comedian Melissa McCarthy, yeah, wow, and the, wow. and the Kowalski couple that that's featured, you know, that, that they said that you know they refused to uh, take part in it. They they have actually come out now because of course they're getting dragged because the the documentary yeah. is now on Netflix, which means you know like half the free world has seen it, and of course they've got opinions and they're like oh the kowalskis are so bad and now they're starting to say you know like we we want to tell our side of it too oh yeah of course it's a little extra money for them <laughs> so i mean it was just insane to hear like the the type of deals that were going on and i mean even just like you know i don't want to spoil anything you really just have to see the documentary to find out like how um exploited he was it, it was yeah, that's a perfect word was, yeah uh uh, unfortunate or well i mean just a tragic type of uh circumstance i guess but i mean like you said jace you know he found out that he had a uh, cancer and he still went and did the show every day and didn't tell anybody like yeah, he I did it for like what another eight years i don't know how long but i mean that was super inspiring i i i've always had been a big fan of bob ross but after watching the documentary, I was just like, wow, that's just, yeah, it's so crazy. And, and you know, he's not really saying anything that's, yeah, you know, super, I don't know, like, you know, it's not anything like groundbreaking things that he's saying. You know, he's just saying really, really simple concepts that every human being understands. You know what I mean? And he just breaks it down so simply and just so honest. I, I was really, moved i i really liked that documentary that is all, all, all you gotta do is like you know take take your friend a uh, little mr Fanbrush here and just give it just give a little push just a just a little push and then you know you can create these like happy little trees and you know a tree makes all the difference yeah all right i mean even just like and it's so crazy like he it's how he can blend instructional detail with um just like life insights right like you know mm -hmm. when he makes the big like one of the things that he does on a lot of his paintings is he'll put a big tree or object in the foreground to give it the perspective right so you know when when he makes that 
initial uh, stroke on the canvas, he'll he'll say, "Okay, here, guys, we're gonna take a big risk here. We're gonna." Yeah, yeah, they, they show that party. He's like, you, you, yeah. you can't be afraid to take risks in life. So let's let's basically draw this huge black gash to this wonderful piece of art that we just created. Oh, and we just created like another tree, which makes it look even a thousand times more perfect. But like otherwise, I would have just been painting. Yeah, it was just amazing. And it's like, you know, it, it, to me, it seems like, okay, well, this is like sip and paint type of stuff when you think about it. <laughs> like, you know, just a different medium. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have um, oil paint, sipping paints, right? Where, you know, it's, you, you do the wet oil and then put the paint on top, which is like his style. But I, I, I just think it's, it's just really cool. Really awesome. So it was definitely a good documentary, tons of good documentaries on, uh, Netflix in particular, but that is, that one is definitely one that, um, I really, really enjoyed. And if I could have just one final word about the Bob Brock documentary, the one thing that, you know, most most even really, really good documentaries tend to do is they'll kind of tell a story from a neutral perspective. And then at some point, you know, whether it's a, a Michael Moore documentary or, you know, like whoever, um, they kind of just like tell the story and it's very, you know, uh, very staccato, very monotonous and everything. And then they hit you with the big conflict and then you know you get this rising action and then there's usually there's resolve or they give you something to think about at the end of it but you know for the most part it's you know it's kind of humdrum until they tell you like the big crux the big argument you know the big point of of the story right with this documentary i felt they kind of took you on this emotional journey like okay well here's bob when he was you know when he was young and he went into the air force and then you see these you get this big emotional high because you're like wow he's succeeding at life and then all of a sudden oh man, the guy got divorced. And then, you know, he becomes this, this, you know, national celebrity and everything like that. But now he's embroiled in like this big, you know, uh, fight for like his namesake. And, and it just, it's, it's nonstop peaks and valleys of, you know, you're on this roller coaster of emotions and everything like that. And by that merit, I felt that, you know, I was actually kind of spent at the end of the, at the end of the film. And it's about, it's about what, maybe an hour and 38 minutes. But like, at the end of it, I was like, wow, man, I was like, you know, I appreciate Bob Ross so much, but I was like, I was like, I am drained from feeling, you know, this, this constant, you know, you know, oscillation of, of happiness and despair. I mean, I, did you feel the same way or was that just me? I don't know. That might've just been you, but it was definitely moving <laughs> okay. and, and sad. I, I, did, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, you know, Jason, just to keep it short as we, we move on, I think one of the movies, a new movie that is coming out, uh, that I'm looking forward to is called uh, what is that movie called? I can't think of the name now. Must be pretty good. <laughs> no, uh, it has um, the girl from Scott Pilgrim, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, Kate. It's called Kate. So I'm. It's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead and uh, Woody Harrelson. So it's it's an assassin who works in Tokyo and. Uh, played by Mary Elizabeth Winston, and she has to figure out uh, who poisoned her before she dies. And then she actually got, she has like 12 hours or something that's, to do it. That but, sounds really interesting. And I'm a big Woody Harrelson fan, but that is not the role that I am most looking forward to seeing Woody Harrelson play. Did you see the trailer for um, for Carnage, my friend? Oh yeah, that one too. Even the oh, Spider-Man. Oh man, he, he looks sick in that movie. Yeah, so that, that Venom movie is supposed to come in. When, when does that come out? I believe that's in October. There's a lot okay. of stuff coming out in October. Even even more reason, everybody, to to do what you got to do, wear your mask, stay apart, because there's so much good 
streaming movies, theatrical movies that we want to get out and actually actually see. I'm not trying to you know politicize here and everything like that, but let's do what we got to do to to be safe so we can actually enjoy movies in in a comfortable way. Yep, and let us know too what movies you are excited uh, about seeing that that come out or on what platforms you really enjoy to see them. We would love to know. Okay, one more. one more one more thing, Ken. He's all that was not terrible. I act I actually quite enjoyed it. He's all that with Addison Ray was was oh, pretty okay. good. Okay. Oh yeah. Let's talk about let, you know. Let's end this on this note. Let's talk a little about. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's about, go all teeny bopper. You know, social media. Uh, let's talk about he's all that. And let, you know what? Let's just let's 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 develop some backstory here. So when did she's all that come out? Was that 1996? Yeah, I want to say it was around like 96, 97 with uh, with Rachel A. Cook, who is in He's All That. She, she is not playing the same character, though. She's Addison Rae's mom. And it was so it was Rachel A. Cook and Freddie Prinze Jr. And Matthew Lillard. What? OK, so, yeah, Matthew Lillard, by the way, is in this one, too. It's it's yeah, this movie. And, I'm OK. If you're, in, if you're into the TikTok slash YouTuber slash creator community, you're really going to love all the Easter eggs in this movie because there's a lot oh. of cameos by by people that if you that if you're not into that crowd, you probably won't recognize. And, you know, it won't take any any less of the movie um, away from you. Um, but there are there's a lot of name dropping. There's a lot of cameos in there. Like Spencer well, and, and, X, and Addison the DJ, Ray is like the world's biggest like beatbox guy. Huh? Yeah. And Addison Ray is a TikTok person. Right? Addison she's like Ray one is of the, the second most followed person on TikTok. She's got like, I think, like 97 million third most followed right isn't like that one guy who does um we're gonna go on a tiktok tangent real quick do you know that one guy it's charlie d'amelio and then it's that guy candy and then addison yeah 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 yeah. all three of them charlie d'amelio also by the way has a show coming out on amazon prime in In september September, that's right the the d'amelio show but before yeah but let's go back to he's all that so yeah she's all that was awesome rachel lay cook Paul Walker, Freddie Prince Jr., where Freddie Prince Jr. is the popular guy at school, and Rachel A. Cook is like this, like you know, unpopular girl, and homely, dopey art art student that you know doesn't really care about bets. Being. Somebody bets with uh, Paul Walker. Uh, I'm sorry, with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. That uh, what was the bet? He can't turn her into like a prom queen or like you know, oh, like yeah, the, yeah. the debutante. And and remember that that classic because what is it? It's um. Who sings the original Kiss Me? Because they reprised that in the new movie. Was it um, Sixpence None the Richer? Is it? Sixpence None the Richer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then when she comes down like the staircase and she's wearing like that red dress, it's like, everybody's like, yeah. damn, including Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Remember how so, big Rachel Lake Cook got, Ken, in like the 90s? She was in, she was in the Antitrust with Ryan Phillippe. She was she was Josie and Josie and the Pussycats. In the Tom Sawyer Huckleberry Finn movie? You know, Tom? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Rachel Lake Cook for she had a she had a pretty impressive run, and then she did, and she just kind of disappeared or whatever. She, she still but looks good bad. in this movie, though. She's she's, she's still a so she doesn't play. So I know she's the mom. I know she's a Addison Ray's mom, but yeah. is she not the same person? She's not the, she same, the same. So person. basically, this is okay. We were going to like talking again about reboots, remakes, and this is a reimagining of the original story, but. Just like the Disney Plus movie that you were talking about, this is transposed to instead of Freddie Prince Jr. turning the turning Rachel A. Cook into a prom queen, Addison Ray is turning you know this homely kind of guy who really doesn't want to fit in in high school into you know super stud. So it's like the American and, and Horror Tanner, Story. Tanner Buchanan, by the way. Right. 
so so it is like the American Horror Story series, like how the it's got mostly the same actors, but they just play different people in a totally different setting. Right? Because Matthew Lillard was in the original and he's also in this one. Matthew Lillard is, is excellent. I mean, he was he was good in Scream, he was good in Summer Catch, also with Freddie Prince Jr. He's he's a he's really probably good better uh, comedic relief in this film, which is a comedy. I mean, it he is. was also good as Shaggy in this in the Scooby Doo movies. You got to admit. There you go. Yeah, definitely. So this film was good. And and what's the main guy's name? Karate Kid guy. Oh, from yeah, from Cobra Kai, the, uh, Tanner Buchanan. Uh, yeah, Tanner Buchanan. He was he was pretty good in the role. It was yeah. interesting. I liked how they took the whole uh, social media influencer thing and kind of made it a big part of the the plot of the film and actually you know that's it's just so crazy to to see how social media has become yeah did, this did, okay part. so since since you're our social media director right this is this is your world right do you feel like they kind of like shoehorned that in to the point where it became uncomfortable or the thing with like they had overlays about here's what it's like to be on instagram live here, here's what it's like to you know take selfies of yourself and you know they had all these uh, you know graphics popping up and here's what it's like to read you know X number of tweets about yourself in real time as you're getting, you know, um, as you're, you're, you're going viral for all the wrong reasons and everything. Do you think it actually did a good job of working that into the context of the story or was it just kind of like forced? I actually thought it was effective. I thought, I it, thought was it was. I, I mean, it feels forced, but I think maybe that's just me being an older person and, you know, being grumpy because maybe it actually was pretty <laughs> So you're, you had to get off my lawn moment. <laughs> Like, yeah, and if I was younger, I'd be like, yeah, that was cool, man. That was pretty dope. I didn't think it was cool, though. I'm sorry. I did not like that movie, but, you know, it was it was interesting. It's I mean, I, I didn't think it was time. It was a, it was an hour and a half of my life that I'm not getting back and everything. I mean, yeah, it's not the Grapes of Wrath. It's not, you know, um, the Wizard of Oz. It's not the Godfather and everything like that. But I mean, it's it's a it's a cute, decent watch. Well, I watch it again. Probably not, but I mean, I'm, I'm it was I not bad having done so. It was, you know, I I didn't expect much, and you know, it was better than I expected. So yeah. Anyway, so that will end this episode of what we're watching. Let us know once again, guys and girls, what movies or shows you are interested in seeing uh, this month, September 2021, uh, and what platforms, and also maybe other stuff you're looking forward in October. Let us know. Yeah. And oh, and by, by the way, um, I'm going to go check out Shutter now since apparently I, I have an account. But you know the one thing the one thing that I do know about Shutter, um, we didn't touch on this is yeah they've got a it's basically a platform for the scary movie aficionado. They've also got a lot of really good documentaries about scary movies, Ken. Because I, I watched a really good documentary about the making of uh, the original Night of the Living Dead, which is excellent, and I saw that on Shutter. Oh, okay, I'll check them out. I'll check them out, and I'll share that account info for you. So yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Before the seven day trial goes over. Uh, yeah, th thanks for the heads up, by the way. We got to do a podcast for me to figure out. <laughs> I thought it was, I, honestly, I thought it was spam. And I was like, and then when you're like, oh, I got a shutter thing, I was like, wait a minute. How did you get a shutter thing? And I got an email. So, oh, you used my email. Oh, thanks, bro. No, you know, it's so funny because, you know, like when you log on to like an Apple TV or something, it says like, okay, you know, try the free trial today, right? So I'm, I'm logging in with my email. And then, you know, it's like, oh, your free trial expired. I'm like, man, I didn't know. I don't even remember using this thing, but uh, so, you know, I was just like, what other email do I have? And I was like, uh, you know, uh, let me, let me try this one. So anyway. <laughs>
Yeah, well, we'll I'm, see I'm you glad, guys. I'm glad I got closure <laughs> on that because that's been bugging me all morning. So. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, on behalf of Jason and myself, we will see you next time. Uh, take it easy.